they did it. They got you to pay ten to fifteen thousand dollars for a pinball machine before you even saw it flipped. How do you feel now after watching Elvira flipped for the first time last night? Let's talk about that after we hear Axel Rose's weirdest song ever right here. I'm just going to come out of the gates swinging on episode, what is this, 403 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I just spent an hour watching the Jack Danger stream of Elvira House of Horrors. And I'm just going to be honest. I walked away from that stream saying to myself, I can't believe people spent ten dollars to $15,000 thousand dollars on this machine that 50 of these games went for 15 grand before people even saw the game played and and I, I feel disappointed I just feel an overall disappointment in this hobby that this is the most expensive pinball machine that has ever been sold from the factory ever right this and Batman 66 super limited edition are the two most expensive games that have ever been sold and put in a box ever and do you really walk away feeling like this is the greatest example of pinball and this should be the highest priced pinball game ever I'm sorry, but I just can't get over the fact that this was already served to us at such a premium price, right? This exclusive, like, limited game, Elvira. And come on, can you walk away from this game without feeling like the... I I don't know, unless you're like the biggest diehard Elvira fan who loves all these campy movies that Elvira was a part of, how are you really going to get into this game? I mean, when they were explaining it, first of all, like it was like a 20 minute explanation of how to play this game. I, 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 you know me, I I am not a fan of, of things that take way too long to explain. I mean, when you explain Batman 66, it's so simple. It's like you shoot each villain shot twice and you start the mode. You, then you just light the TV mode to get the minor villains, and you're in. You can explain the whole game of Batman so quickly. When they're going over the explanation of how to play this game, my head is spinning. And you know, people look at this playfield with like all the inserts and all the stuff that Lyman's going to do. And I'm just looking at it like, well, this is this is kind of silly. Why does a game have to be so like have so much going on in it? And look, that's that's we all know Lyman is going to make the game awesome. But here's my thing. Here's my thing. If you don't love Elvira and you don't love these like B campy movies that she's a part of, I don't think you're going to really appreciate this game and enjoy it. And I think a lot of people ran to this game. And I think a lot of people, I bet all those 50 guys who spent $15,000 have never, ever seen any of these movies. They have no idea at all. They, it just, they, they just love like Elvira and, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. I'm watching the stream. And I'm just going to be honest here on Canada's Pinball Podcast because I don't care about getting Dennis Norman or Lyman Sheets on the show. 
where is Elvira in most of the clips? I mean, she's like, she's barely in it. And maybe more of those are to come, but she's in it for a little bit and she explains some of the modes. But for the most part, I don't know, this game is just like, it's like this walk through these movies that nobody cares about. And you're telling me that that's going to be an amazing pinball experience. And here's the thing, and I'm just going to say it, and I've said it so many times over the last three years. For $15,000 for a pinball game, all right, is it too much to ask one simple question? And this is the thing that I think should start out every single pinball machine when it's designed. What does the ball do in this game that's magical? Okay, can I just ask that question? Tell me. I just watched the game being flipped for an hour. What does the ball do in Elvira House of Horrors that is magical? That is like, oh my God, did you just see the ball do that? Did you just see that happen? Nada, nothing. It's Look, it's, it's, it's what you expect. Everything in this game is what we expected it to be. There is nothing, there's no like crazy surprises and awesome things happening. There's no, I'm just going to say it, magic. What I I am I'm, I'm ready to just just hang up this show, and and I and I mean that because I'm just so tired of people spending all this money on products that just don't have anything magical happening on the damn game, and it's it's so much to freaking ask. We've had so many years of you can use magnets, you can use vertical up kicks, you can have disappearing magnets, you can have subway systems, you can have all the stuff that a pinball, that a physical pinball could do. And you're telling me that when you look at this game, you see something magical happening? I I I I'm I I don't get it. I don't get it. And then we we have to fall back on what's on the screen and the code and all this stuff. But that's the problem with this game. You're not going to fall back on like clips like Batman that you love because you love the Joker, you love the Penguin, you love the Riddler. You know, when I'm watching these clips, I don't know about you, but there's like zero, there's zero emotional connection to anything happening in the universe of Elvira. And I think so many of you out there just got like, you just, you just got suckered into buying this thing because it was just the new shiny toy. And Stern's a genius. Think about it for a minute. They've locked in. 50 of you are committed to buying this game for $15,000, and there's no backing out now. There's no backing out now. 400 of you have already bought this game for like $10,000, and there's no backing out now. You're, you're committed. And I don't know how, how you wake up as a fan of pinball and as a fan of like all that's possible in a pinball game. And you can tell me with a straight face that you think it's worth that. How, how, how did it come to this? So, you know, Stern has done an amazing thing. They, they've used marketing tactics that normally, that normally are justified by the end product, but they don't even need to worry about that. This game looks like it should be like every other Stern game. Like there should be a pro version without maybe one little mech in it and it should be like $6,000 and then it should be set. Like it just feels like a $7,500 game and it is like, right, it is. And they know that and they know it's just another Stern, but they just made some arbitrary different decisions with the art package and then you guys all fell for it like a bunch of suckers. And I know on the show, like, can you blame them? You know, can you blame the guy who's going to be happy? I, look, I, I, I get it. 
I get it. If you're happy and you bought this game, cool. But I just think this hobby deserves more. And as someone who covers the pinball hobby, I'm not slamming the game. I think it's what I'm doing is I'm, I'm slamming the fact that this game costs so much money. I'm slamming the fact that so many of you out there felt so compelled to buy something you never saw. Like it's stupid, right? Think about it like this. Buying this game that you never saw flipped before for so much money, it's like the equivalent of investing in something before you even hear the sales pitch, before you even know what's in it. It's like giving a movie a glowing review before you've ever seen it. Like when you hand Stern and its distributors all that money, millions of dollars, right? Millions of dollars. Like those LEs are roughly $4 million and the signature editions is another God knows how much, 800000 or whatever, right? When you hand them that much money without even seeing the game flipped, what do you think they do? Do you think they go back into the room and say, hey, we got we to gotta add more magic to the games? We got we to gotta do more. No, they gave you less and you paid more for it. So I'm here to say that as long as people keep buying this way, you can pretty much guarantee that you're not going to get more for your money, that you're not going to see more pinball magic if you act that way. You know, in, in every other hobby I follow, in every other category I'm interested in, it's the complete opposite. The, the companies have to keep improving and giving you more for the money. And actually, the prices go down as stuff gets better. The pinball is complete opposite. It's not even, you know what, this isn't even about pinball anymore. It's like, it's, it's weird, you know. I, I went to an art gallery last night. It was my birthday. My friend had took me to an art gallery before we went to dinner. And I'm looking at art and it's like 8,000, 5,000, 10,000. I told her, I'm like, you know, this is kind of like pinball. It's no longer about the game and about making the best games ever. It's just like Stern Pinball is just making artwork that is playable, that they will sell to you. And the more limited the art piece is, the more they can charge. And it doesn't, and nothing else matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, if something's being done for the first time. It doesn't matter if, if they're raising the bar on any level. They, they just have you in this gallery of pinball. And these rich guys just feel compelled to run to it. And that's how I feel. I, I, I feel like we deserve more. And I feel like the companies that are trying the hardest, they're not finding the buyers because they're also making so many stupid mistakes. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, Stern is not dumb. Elvira has a following. Elvira has a fan base. And But I still don't think that most of you who bought this game, I, I, I don't think most of you have seen these movies. I don't think you know what you got yourself into. I think you, you ran to the flame, you jumped in, you gave your money, and this is what you got now. And I don't think all the coding in the world is not going to make people have any emotional connection to any of those clips in Elvira Pinball. And, and I'm just going to say the final note on it is this. It doesn't feel that campy and fun. It, it doesn't have the, the, the level of personality in the other, as the other Elvira games do. So this is what you get. And I wish I could look at this game differently, right? Because here's the thing. If this game wasn't, you know, delivered to us with these premium price points, with all this like signature series and a piece of the couch and 15000 for nothing, if it wasn't delivered to us like this, I would look at it differently, right? Do you look at a $100,000 car differently 
than a thirty thousand dollar car? Absolutely. Do you look at a, a you know a, a fifty dollar piece of steak differently than a five dollar hamburger? Absolutely. So if Stern wants to serve this up to us at these price points, I'm going to look at it differently, and I'm going to expect it to be one of the greatest pinball experiences ever, and it should blow us away with what's mechanically in the game. And come on, people, wake the F up. Are you being blown away by anything you see here? The trunk looks cheap. The house, you know, I, like whatever. It just, it's all whatever. That, 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 that is so not as cool. The house is nowhere near as cool as the medieval madness castle. Nowhere near as cool. Nowhere near as functional. And the medieval madness castle was 20 years ago. Wake the F up, people. Why is it 20 years ago we got such a better mechanism? And you know how much medieval madness cost if you wanted to buy it back then? Probably like 3500 bucks. This game is 12 thousand dollars more in the signature series than medieval madness was originally and this is what you get you you get my point is stern and everybody they, they want you to live in this little bubble of like here and now buy what's available here and now don't think about what else is available it kills me to be a fan of this hobby and know that 50 suckers out there paid fifteen thousand dollars you could get you could get for $15,000 a mint restored brass plated theater of magic and and a tales of the arabian nights for $15,000 both games have so much more magic in it than elvira or you could just buy this because there's only 50 and it's the rarest game and everybody fell for the hype everybody did distributors were doing it they were calling up everybody there's only 50 it's going to sell out and 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 where where where's the outcry where is it? Where is where where is the other pinball media saying this is BS? They're not doing it. They they're they're just gonna like they're they're gonna allow everyone to come on the show. They're just gonna listen to the Stern people. You're gonna have Nate Shivers do his Stern podcast where he's just like, let's interview everybody and like let's let's celebrate this moment. And I'm here to tell you why the F are we celebrating a moment in which the most expensive pinball machine ever is this? And we're celebrating that? This hobby is so silly lately. Like we're congratulating Dwight on finishing Ghostbusters three years after the game came out. Three years. Three years later, a game is finally finished and we're supposed to be happy about that? You bought it. You bought an incomplete product three years ago. All right? This is, this is stupid. It's stupid. And maybe some of us need to all just wake up and, and realize Elvira looks like it's going to be a good game. It doesn't look like it's going to be the greatest game ever. It doesn't look like it's going to pull you in emotionally. It doesn't look like it's... I don't think it's going to be better than Metallica or Walking Dead or Batman because those are better themes. Elvira is is weird to me. It's like she is an iconic figure, but what she's associated with is, is crap. Those movies are crap. They're campy crap. They are not good. And how how much of that are you going to really get excited to see? Like, wouldn't you rather see, like, your favorite movie or your favorite TV show come to life than that? Absolutely. All right. God, Kaneda, what's wrong? After your birthday, we had an amazing omukase dinner. Brenda is incredible. Um, I'm really just looking out for you guys. I really am. I want you to get the best products imaginable. 
you're spending so much more money than, I know it doesn't mean a lot to many of you, but to most of you it does. Most of you who listen to this show are not multi-millionaires. You, you, you really want to get the most for your money. And I just don't hear anybody else asking for you to get that. I don't. You know, it's like Marty at Head to Head Pinball. Like, Marty's a rich guy, apparently, just buys every LE. I mean, the Australian blokes who buy these games are super loaded. Over in Australia, these games are like $15,000 for, for an LE, right? So the Elvira signature over in Australia is like over twenty grand, and they buy them. And, 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 but, but it's like they don't even care or expect more or want more. And, and I'm just here to say, like, if, if I walked in front of an Elvira Signature Edition and someone told me that was $15,000, I would spit my drink out laughing. It's just not there. So why aren't we asking for more? You know, we got a company like Jersey Jack trying to do so much more, put so much more into pinball. And there, it, is, it is a level above these Sterns. It is. You don't, it, it is. We all know that. Now, you, you know me. I know that Jack always finds amazing new ways to, like, mess it up all the time. But why, why is all, this is it? Like this is this is the hobby we're in. Like this is we can't have someone. Why can't someone just do what Dutch Pinball did, right? Upper playfield, lower playfield, magic all throughout the game. Wow, the a pinball goes bowling for the first time ever in a in a pinball machine in such a cool way. Like that game is awesome. Like the car pops out, you bash the car. Right? There's a reason why people fell in love with that game. And why can't these companies with all these resources just do something like that? You know. The fact that people spent more money on Elvira than Big Lebowski's is insane. And when you look at people buying Elvira for 15K, then what's Lebowski worth? It's got way more in it. It's a theme people like more. Unbelievable where we're at. Now, maybe I should, like, what do you think? I want you guys to email me, canadapinball at gmail.com. Am I being unfair? Am I, am I like, am I, am I raining on your parade? Should I just step back and let you guys enjoy your Ellie's? I'm going to say it. I think if you went all in on this expensive Elvira, I, I just think, and if, and if you don't love Elvira to death and know all these movies, and I, I think you're a sucker. I really do. I think you just like, I, I think you're probably waking up to the fact that this isn't going, going to be as enjoyable as you thought it would be. It is so deep into the Elvira world. All right. What else is going on on Ganada's Pinball Podcast? We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Um, here's what I want to also talk about Deep Root because something occurred to me when you read what they said and how they, they will happily license their stuff to other manufacturers out there. I think we all should be pretty worried um, because does that mean that they're going to patent troll other companies? Like did Robert... Uh, did he uh, apply for patents on th- basic things that are in pinball machines that manufacturers are using, and will he then go after them? So we'll see if that happens. I, I hope that doesn't happen. You know, John Papaduke was like this. He used to file all these patents like to protect all these things. Like John Papaduke has a patent for using a screen underneath the glass. Like he, he owns the patent for that. And so when you see like little LCD screens in games like Willy Wonka, uh, you, when you see it in Wizard of Oz, when you see it in Star Wars, potentially John Papaduke might be able to sue uh, for using a screen in that manner in a pinball game. Now, what I, what I hope happens is this. I just hope Deep Root, Deep Root makes amazing games 
and the games stand on their own and they don't start to go down an ugly road of, of, of using legal threats to get other pinball companies uh, to change what they put in their games. I, I, don't, I don't want that in this hobby. I don't think there's a place for that in pinball. So let's see if that happens or not. I need to give a huge shout out, first of all, to Craig Young. Craig, Craig donated a hundred dollars to Canada's Pinball Podcast Patreon page. And I'm looking at Brenda right now. And we're like, Craig, thank you so much. That will pay for one, one of our omokases in New York City. Now, if you don't know what omokase is, it's way better than pinball. Omokase is when the chef at a Japanese restaurant selects each piece of sushi at a time. And it's like Jiro dreams of sushi. And they put it in front of you and you quickly eat it. And you get like 15 pieces over an hour to two hours. It's amazing. I highly suggest that you people out there who spent $15,000 on Elvira, uh, cancel your order and spend the $15,000 on omokase. And I guarantee you will enjoy the omokase more. So thank you so much, Craig. I also got a new Patreon donator, Nicholas, um, Nicholas Anagnosto. I just butchered your name, Nicholas. You're, I think you're Greek like me. Um, thank you so much for the donation. Guys, Patreon, Canada Pinball, let's do this. To 2,500 listeners, I know each of you guys out there who listens can donate at least a dollar a month. I mean, think about how little that is. Oh my God. Okay, what else is going on in the pinball world? Guys, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I just want the games to be as great as they can be, right? I want the I want all the pinball media out there to stop being like everything is awesome, you know, everything is great. Let's get these coders and designers on the shows. You know, most of you guys out there make way more money than these coders and designers and you you when you when you prop them up to be like pinball gods. It was weird too like seeing Dennis Nordman there. Like isn't he working at Deep Root? Like what's he doing there? <laughs> like you know, part of me is just like does any like I don't know. There's just something strange about it all. It's like Pinball tries, you know, Stern is really trying to bury everybody and they're going to. I mean, don't get me wrong. Stern Pinball is going to clobber the entire industry next year. It's over. It's already over. Like we know this, you know this, I know this. Internet connectivity is coming. John Borg's next game in 2020, the first game of the year, is going to put everyone else like under. It's happening. It's going to happen. Uh, you know, from what I hear Stern has in the works and from what I've been told, it's over. It's like it's like it's comical that these other companies are trying to compete. You know, Jack needs to get Toy Story out in front of Guns N' Roses. He just does. It's just like Jersey Jack has a chance. He's had so many chances. I, I, I think he's trying harder. He is. But like it's just it's painful to me to watch like Stern just clobber everybody and no one can understand. You know, here's what's painful is like what Stern does is not like revolutionary. It's just smart. They're just really smart at what they do. They give you just enough to be a customer and they keep you coming back. But here's what they always do. They announce a game, they get you the game. They, and, and you get it within a month or two. They don't allow you enough time to back out. They don't allow you enough time to even play the game. They don't allow you enough time 
to see the finished code. They've already got you. They don't give a crap. Like, think about it. Why would they care? I'm surprised they even went back to Ghostbusters. Why do they care? They sold every single one. They sold thousands of Ghostbusters with the way it was designed and coded, which I think was terribly designed. The game is one of the worst designs ever, and yet you all bought it because it's Ghostbusters. Like, you can't not buy it. It's Ghostbusters. And so Stern's so smart, and I love watching what they do. As a marketer, I am fascinated by Mr. George Gomez. I am fascinated by the way Gary and company run that business. It, it, always, it, it always amazes me how they're able to, to get the reaction from the community they do with what they give. Because everybody deep down, like it's like deep down, you know, it's like, it's like when you date a girl, like deep down inside, you know you don't really love, but you constantly tell her you love her. You know, you know that I know you gentlemen out there, you know that feeling. It's like it's like deep down inside. We know we don't really love Stern Pinball games, but we keep telling them we love them because they're like they're good enough. Right. It's like that girl that's just good enough to date for a lot of years. And what we're really all looking for is like that that girl that's just going to like that we lust over that we just want to like you know, rip her clothes off. That's the, you know, jump across the table and you can't keep your hands off her. That's what everybody is searching for in pinball. And you've been searching for it for so long. And we thought it was Jersey Jack, right? We thought Jersey Jack would be like the porn star that would like make us all go crazy. And it didn't really materialize that way. And that's all we want in this hobby. We want the pinball machine that makes us want to jump across the table and just go at it. And are you telling me that these games are that? No. Stern is like the good long-term relationship that's like you just always want to have around because at least you have somebody, right? That's To me, that's Stern. It's like at least we have some company that keeps giving us pinball machines. And, and you can't knock them, right? That girl just keeps coming back. And they keep, you know, they're always there. It's a constant. But it doesn't really in your soul make you feel like, these are the best games we can get. This is pinball love at its finest. It's not there. It's not there. You know, no show notes, no editing, just me talking about this hobby in a way that I just don't hear anyone else talking about it. And I don't know why. Like, why, did, why is everything about this hobby covered across the board on such a surface level? All this money, all this energy that you apply to pinball and, and I feel like everyone is just looking at it like, like skin deep. Like that's it. That no one wants to go deeper and actually like philosophically think about this hobby a little bit. And I hope we do this on this show. I hope that's why you listen. I hope that's why we get your Twippy vote. And I hope we, I hope we win the Twippy three years in a row. I think that would be awesome because this is the only show. Think about it. This is the only pinball podcast that's not listed on Pinside's list of pinball podcasts. They've banned they've banned this show from even being on the list. This is the only show in which manufacturers are afraid. They're afraid to come on and talk about their pinball games. They're afraid to do it. They won't do it, right? And this is the only show that two years in a row was voted number one by the pinball community. I love that. It, it makes me so happy to know that you can't silence this kind of thinking and this kind of perspective on the hobby because nobody else wants to do it. Nobody else wants this. You know, it's not, and it's not negative, right? This is not, this is not a negative discussion. I love pinball. 
I want the best pinball machines imaginable. I just won't fall over and gush over any pinball that comes out. And I, I think these other companies out there that want to steal market share from Stern, they need to like get smart. And I've said it before. I've offered, I've offered my abilities to help all of these companies. Has Jersey Jack ever called me up and said, Chris, let's talk? No. Has American Pinball. I've reached out to them multiple times. Nope. Never. Not once. And I and, and I'm look, I'm not saying I'm like the savior for these companies, but I am smart enough to help guide them in how they select a theme, in how they implement mechanisms and designs into games. Yes, it's it's like, absolutely. I'm very, very creative. I wish you guys could see the mystery game I know about because it's just so awesome. Oh my God. And I keep telling my friend who's making it, I'm like, dude, you just gotta like, you just gotta like pull the curtain off and let some people in now and get some orders and just, you know, start to make this thing because it's just, you know, it's pain, it's painful for me because I see it on one level and I, and, and then I see this stuff and it's like, I, I can't. And, and he's like, oh man, like, you know, are people really going to spend this much? And then I see them throw money at Elvira. Like it's nothing. You, 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 you mean you signature buyers, you walk, you walked into McDonald's and handed them a hundred dollars for a freaking Big Mac. That's what you did. You walked in and you paid $100 for a Big Mac. Oh, and there's only 50 Big Macs with like with like three buns on it. And oh my God, like I have one of 50 Big Macs with a golden box. Like, I look at me. I, I have money. I didn't expect more. Look at Canada. He's talking in a weird voice that might go into the account like this. One uh, twippy, uh, two uh, twippy. What the F am I doing right now? Let's end this show. Let's end this show and just say, look, everybody, just wake up a little bit. Be a little bit smarter. <laughs> Expect this isn't even a cornerstone, and you threw money at it like it was it was no big deal. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I also don't know what the hell Axl Rose was doing with this song. I mean, it's like this weird Nine Inch Nails thing. But I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed episode four hundred and three of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm actually going to interview. I hope I to speak to him Saturday. Uh, the Black Knight. He hasn't been on the show in a while, and I know he was really looking forward to the new Avira game. So I want to see what he thinks about this. And, you know, look, let's hope that the clear coat doesn't crack because that's another thing, man. Nobody waited to even get a solution and hear an answer on it. And you guys all just ran in and bought games. That's awesome. This hobby, we're all such fools. We're like grown adults who really don't expect a lot. And yet, you know, Stern Pinball, it's that girl you're dating forever that you don't really, in your heart of hearts, truly love. Let's be honest, right? Although I do love Lyman Sheets. His games are amazing. Other than that, I mean, come on. If Lyman's not on it, I'm not buying it. Everybody, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.